Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. On today's Patriot Nation podcast, the Jets came to town, and the Patriots finally got their first win of the season. And so riding high, riding high, going out to L.A. on Halloween. Uh, it's going to be an interesting battle out there in L.A. So it's going to be a com- good conversation between me, Spags, and Keegan today. We're also uh, bringing on Renshaw for our five-minute fantasy section. Uh, it's a heck of a show, so buckle up and cue the music. Receivers two to the right. Russell Wilson extends the hands. He has it. Wilson, quick throw. And it's good. gentlemen 54 points i know it was the jets i know it was the jets but 54 points is 54 points that's pretty impressive pretty impressive only team, only team to do it this year um the first team to score 50 plus uh they needed a game like that and i know right like you're kind of i'm kind of caught in the middle too right like almost prove it versus a, you know a legit nfl team right like they lost zach wilson early on in that game not that he really would have made a world of a difference um but I, I think it's it's something that this team needed, right? You, t- you heard Belichick talk about it in the locker room. You know, this is a good win for us to start believing in some of the things that, you know, we're preaching, uh, obviously paraphrasing here, but you, you get the point. Um, and I had tweeted out before the game, right? Sunday started a stretch of must-win games over the next six weeks before you get Buffalo for the first time, right? They're, they're a game out of the loss column versus Buffalo, or right? Or two a game out of the win column versus Buffalo. Right. Uh, yep. Right now, you still get them two times. Um, they get some tough opponents, right? I wouldn't compare it to the first, you know, I'd say five weeks uh, of the season, but some good opponents that are beatable, right? Like I think the Chargers, um, I'm not sure if I can believe in them yet, right? Sunday's a big test for them. Uh, you get Tennessee, who's playing really good football right now, beat two good teams back-to-back. Uh, Cleveland at home. Right, and then you sprinkle in, you know, Atlanta, and and I'm missing a team there. But <laughs> anyways, right? Or someone? Yeah. No, Jacksonville's uh, week Jacksonville's week eighteen way or something. Yeah. Oh, okay. um, but anyways, I just think, like we talked about the last week, right? If you can go four and two and get to five hundred, maybe a game under, game over, you're still in a good position, right? Um, say, the the biggest issue is, and I know I'm I'm ranting here. The biggest issue is you start your three and four. Say ten win gets you in the playoffs, you got to go seven and three over your next ten. Is this team good enough to do it? I think offensively they are right. I mean we're we're seven weeks in. 
I wouldn't be I'm surprised at how good the offense has been. The defense um, hasn't been. I know they played much better, but like I said, they faced a guy who had zero NFL starts um, and their second zero NFL plays. Up. Yeah, right. Yeah. They're, 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 I just think they got to get healthy and, and this defense is going to have to surprise a lot of teams. They got a big test Sunday. That That's a that's a legit opponent, and a legit offense. Yeah, I mean, Sunday's like for both teams. No, I wouldn't say must win because you can't slap a must win on every game, but the, it's it's kind of the litmus test for both teams. They're similar. Like the talent is there for both teams. Um, Los Angeles is in a new program. Like they've, they've got a new coach, but the Patriots have a bunch of guys coming into a program that they don't know. So similar situations there. Like it's, they're in the same boat. So I think you're going to get, they're going to get each other's best shot. Like LA's not going to want to get embarrassed on their home turf again after last year. New England needs to go out there and get a win, really, if they're going to want to start getting their eye on the playoffs. So I think it's going to be a tough uh, ga- game. And we talked about it on Kieran's show like 20 minutes ago, but the, the the things that you do well line up really well against Los Angeles. I know this was supposed to be about the Jets, but we've already moved on. They won. Yippee. They beat the Jets. But like you run the ball well. You control the game clock. Like That's what you do. The Chargers can't stop that. They haven't been able to for like two or three years now. And on defense, I think the Patriots are good enough to turn the ball over a couple times. Like that's, they've got talent on that offense, but they're not very careful with the ball. So um, I think it lines up well for the Patriots in terms of the matchup itself, but you're going to get their best shot. Yeah, no, I hear that. And that's, you know, look, I just think, I think that this is a tough matchup for the Patriots, man. Herbert's playing so well right now. The Chargers offensively are a wagon. Uh, and it, so it's it's definitely going to be a challenge for them. But at the same time, like you guys said, like the Patriots have been playing well too. Like, you know, don't sleep on the Patriots now. Like they're three and four. And someone was talking about, you know, Vegas and, and how Vegas looks at things. And essentially, you know, when you're predicting games, you're trying to predict the outcome of games. Those, you know, the close games are a toss up. You know, you, 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 you don't care about the about the outcome of those close games because the idea is that, one play here or there decides those games. And so you, you know, you don't almost, you know, almost don't factor those in, into your decision of whether, you know, of how you're going to bet that team or not. And so uh, in that situation, you look at the Patriots and outside of the Saints game, they've been in every game, right? Mac has driven them down the field to get them into position to win or tie the game in every game, except for that Saints game. And so you look at it and say, well, based on that, like, they're in all these games. Now, they haven't been able to put it together to win, and that's really obviously the only thing we care about. But, like, they've been right there in all these situations, right? And I love the fact that Belichick and McDaniels heard us, right? McDaniels was more aggressive calling plays. Belichick was more aggressive in the decision-making, went forward on fourth down. And they like, and they moved Mike on one to right tackle. And they moved on one to right tackle. You're right. And, and, and you know— and that and that end of the the end of the first half end of the first half is the perfect example of exactly what we're talking about where you know against the Cowboys you get the ball you got a minute 20 seconds left now you got no timeouts but you got a minute 20 seconds left drive try to drive the ball see what you can do and they did nothing this week they got the ball against the Jets and they said screw it we're going and they went all the way down the field and scored a touchdown to end the 10 and a half and that really changed the tide of you know of that game and, you know, put it out of reach before the half was even over. And so they really got aggressive with it. And, again, you're playing the Jets. So you can, you know, you can take more chances. But to me, you need to take more chances 
when you're playing a better team because that's when you need those advantages to win, right? So, uh, you know, hopefully we'll see something well moving forward. Um, but we'll see. By the way, Dark Blue Gold is asking this question about the JJ put JJ Taylor play. I I I said it before, quarter. right? I was not mad. I was disappointed at at the Pats Bowl people for not getting me that gif of JJ Taylor when he went in between uh, the blocker and defender and just like kind of like squirted through. I don't know. I still don't know how the hell he did it. Um, but he like popped through like it was uh you know Ace Ventura popping out of the uh, popping out of the uh, the rhino. You know what I mean? But Anyways, yes. I, third quarter, you say, Keegan? Yeah, I'm pretty right. sure. Third quarter, there you go. It was after halftime, so cut oh, it in go. half form. And they were, going, they were going the opposite. They were going towards the closed end of the stadium, and I believe that they finished the game going towards the open end of the stadium. Yeah. I so think. Third. So third quarter. So there we go. Anyways, but yeah, but we'll see, right? I, I think I think you guys are right. Like, it's it's a winnable game. Uh, I don't know if they're going to be able to pull it out, but I think it's a winnable game. It's a game that they can win. And if they want to be in the playoff hunt, this is a game they kind of have to have. And there's, I mean, this week too, I, I touched on it. I don't think it's posted yet, but like last week, all the variables went in their favor. It was like, you were at home, you played a backup quarterback, the Jets suck. Um, you had an opportunity to try new things, right? This week, everything's the opposite. You're going on the road. You're playing a really, really good team with a, fantastic quarterback um a head coach that you haven't seen before you've seen his defenses that have given you trouble brandon staley's defense held them to three points last year it was a different offense but i mean he they kicked their teeth in last year i, I think we all remember that rams game it was a thorough ass kicking so yeah you're, you're facing a guy who he's had your number the two times that you've faced his defenses before so now I know last week it started but now's the time to start some new stuff like try try some things out and maybe not even try things out but the stuff that worked last week, like Janu in the backfield, on Wenu at right tackle, which we know is not going to change. We know that they're going to move forward with that. But on Wenu at right tackle, Janu in the backfield, you're trying different concepts in the passing game. You're running the ball effectively. Like It's hard for me to believe that all of that stuff's going to line up and then they're still going to lose the game. Um, I know how good the Chargers are, but it's hard for me to think, like, hey, everything's moving in the right direction, but you're still going to get your ass kicked or you're still going to end up losing a, a close game. I just don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. Spags, question for you. I'll I go to you, Keegan, too, but you said on oh, Wenu at right tackle. Obviously, we're happy about it. We love it. Assuming Trent Brown comes back at some point this year. I was just going to bring it up. Who sits yep. down? Who sits in that situation? So what I think, and this has been bothering him since he left, this calf thing, right? And the yep. Raiders, you know, I think they were a little pissed off, and I think that ended the, the you know, the breakup there, right? They felt maybe he could play, and you know, there was a little bit thing going on with the medical staff and, and Trent Brown. I think that kind of came out afterwards after he was dealt back here. But uh, the fact that this has been bothering him and, you know, he was almost back and now he's back on IR. And I, I'm starting to think they're they're thinking right now, like, we may not get this guy back. If he does come back, you know, what they should do is I think you you play him at left tackle. I don't think Isaiah Wynn's been great, and you play on Wenu at right. I think Ted Karras has played exceptionally well the last few weeks and deserves to start on this offensive line, right? But he's an interior guy, so um, that's a good question. What I what they should do is right, like I said, I, I think you open up a competition with Wynn because Brown's proven he can play left tackle, and and they've been efficient with on Wenu at right tackle. Um, but I think they like him at guard more. And I think mm -hmm. you'll see the the week one kind of lineup 
Um, and with, with Harris kind of coming in and out. And with the chip on his shoulder, like Wynn played really well last week. I, I'm sure everybody saw the clips floating around like of him throwing people, but yeah. uh, it, it wasn't even just that. He was solid, and he I don't think he See, made the mistakes he was making. With him, I'm so curious because remember when he was drafted – you know, he can't, he was drafted as a tackle, but people were like, oh, maybe they'll kick him inside be because guard. of his yep. size. I'm curious what he looks like. And we've never seen him in the interior. I don't think we ever will. Um, yeah. But with Brown back and on when who's succeeding at right tackle, you know, I, they would never pull Mason. Uh, does he compete with snaps? And I mean, it's a lot of shuffling, which means they probably right. won't do it. But I just want to see what he looks like in there because I think I he's, mean, he's got the speed and, and the footwork to play in there. Um, and you see flashes that tackle, right? Like Sunday. And then he's just been, I mean, I'm a big PFF guy. He's one of the league's worst tackles that's played, yeah. you know, pretty much every snap this year. Um, so I, I don't know. I think, I, I do think we can go around in circles and all the different ideas. I think you were spot on. I think they shut Trent Brown down for the year. I think that's, that's such a Patriots move. Like you put a guy on IR, you don't, cause you don't know what the injury really is. And then everything ends up working out. So why, why make it difficult on yourself? It sucks for him, too, because this is kind of his last chance. Like, I think they really like him. It's contract year. Yeah, it's a contract year. But I think internally they like him. The, you know, Belichick spoke a lot in the preseason to us about his leadership. And, and just, you know, he was happy to be back here. It was almost like a breath of fresh air for him, kind of a rejuvenation of his career. But now, if Onwenu succeeds at right tackle, right? Like, you were going into the draft this year, I think, we can all agree their first two picks should be tackle and corner. If yep, you right. can eliminate, you know, one of those tackle spots going forward with a guy on a rookie contract with three more years of, or two more years of team control, I'm sorry, Trent Brown. Like maybe yeah. you come in as a swing tackle. You can't be trusted to play and, um, every single game anymore. And it's like it's become a Patriot staple. Sorry, we keep bouncing back and forth, Pat, but it's become good, a Patriot staple. Like. Let's push this this problem we have back a year. And by leaving Onwenu at right tackle, that pushes the the need for a franchise tackle. It pushes it back a year because you've got a win. Uh, they they picked up his his um his option, so he'll be back next year. Now they don't really have to worry about that early on in the draft, and they can focus on corner, which is a, an absolute must need this year in the draft. So I I think that's something that they're more than happy with doing. Like that's a later us problem. We don't have to deal with it right now. Well, and I think the other thing too, and, and this is just look, they, they keep talking about how on Wenu is is a guard, right? And should be a guard and and overall he's gonna be good at guard and blah, blah, blah. Okay, well, last year he was an elite right tackle. This year, he's been a really good right tackle. Like I, at some point, it's kind of like, well, who's gonna be the big scary guy that comes through and, and all of a sudden exposes on Wenu as a bad right tackle? Like I haven't seen it yet. So I don't know. And if you're gonna see it, it's gonna be this week, which is right. a nice thing. Like yes, you're gonna figure true. it out real quick because they've got yeah. a guy coming that they're gonna be playing this week that he'll expose, especially a guy who the problem with Onwenu, the idea behind why he shouldn't be a right tackle is because he's too big and he's not fast enough and his feet aren't good enough. He'll get exposed real quick. So this is a good week to figure out whether or not you want to keep him there. But yeah. like you were saying, I I did cut you off, but it's like he shouldn't be a right tackle, but he is a right tackle. And he we don't want him there, but he's really good there. And so it's what do you want and what is best for your football team? And Bill Belichick says it all the time. I'm going to do what's best for the football team. And right now what's best for them is keeping him at right tackle. Right. And think about the guys they brought in to play guard. Like you can find a guard out there. You can't. Yep. Tackles are up. not as easy to find. And if on when who plays well true. with tackle, leave him. And 
look at look at their draft history really just the, like the last I don't know when they when they've drafted somebody and, and I mean like invested in it right first yeah. four rounds Tooney Karras right or was, Karras was I don't know Karras was, was a fifth Shaq. rounder but fifth rounder yeah. okay yeah Shaq Mason. on Wenu Shaq Mason I know on Wenu was the sixth rounder but for some reason they hit on the interior so I you know, find a tackle and 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 roll because you got your interior lined up. I think what Shaq Mason's up after next year on when who has two more years of control after this. I mean, right now he's going to cost big money, but why not? Yeah. Um. You got Andrews for for the long haul. He's your captain, and then Karras was on a I believe a one year deal. Um. So they're they're lot. I mean, that was the biggest thing from Sunday's game was just how well they played. Mac Jones was clean. I think he had he got hit twice. And and not not like these blows we saw the first six weeks where he was, you know, you're wondering if he was going to get up. <laughs> yeah. No, that, that sack was like a trick play almost. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah. I mean, I, listen, I, I think. By the way, I think it, just on yes. the trick plays, like th- they burned three trick plays and a lot of people were talking about that. Good. Because two of them stunk. Like get them out of here, throw them in the trash, never <laughs> the run them again. So now the you know they back. don't work. Yeah, it's perfect. The triple throw, like to to Bolden, to Mac, to somebody else, back to Mac. Like you don't need to do it. Throw it away. Yeah. So what was the other one that stunk? What was the other one you thought that stunk? There was another one that didn't work. I think it went for like four years. Oh, it was it was supposed to be um like a double reverse pass, and Bolden ended up with the ball in his hands and then got tackled for like a two yard gain. Oh, so let's go right. back yeah, and look. Okay. But there were three of them, and two of them. Yeah, yeah, work. yeah. And listen, I mean, the other part of it too is that yes, like. Sure, you know, you, you burn that play, right? The born touchdown. But, like, okay, fine. Next time you run that play, if everyone thinks it's a pass, he just takes off and and picks up 10 yards. You know, it's just not, like, so what, you know? So, I don't know. Uh, oh, also, shout out to my dad right now, sitting on a beach in Hawaii, wearing a dope hat, watching us on his phone. Uh, appreciate the commitment. Oh, yeah. Appreciate the commitment. So, uh, yeah. So, but anyways, uh, so, you know, listen, big game. Obviously, we know that. Um, one thing I do want to talk about, obviously, John Jones gets hurt. He's done for the year. Uh, you know, we knew he was going to IR. We did not know it was a year-long thing until, obviously, he he opted for surgery, I think, Monday. Or was that Monday that he opted for surgery? So, oh, yeah. um, he's done for the year, unfortunately. Tommy Curran and, and Phil Perry talked about this on their on their show just briefly. And, and I think it's just worth bringing up again, the Stephon Gilmore trade, because – I don't want people to, to you know, I wrote a whole article and said that it's the worst decision Belichick ever made and blah, blah, blah. But I don't want people to misunderstand me here. They they traded Gilmore because they had to this year. You had to. Trading Gilmore at this point was the right move. The problem is you should have traded Gilmore 18 months ago. Now, and, and, and so here's the argument, right? And so we can kind of go through it. But you have two in my two cute cornerback ones, right? Jackson, Gilmore, both done after this year. You knew going into this year, they were both done after this year. You knew you could only sign one of them, so you had to choose which one you were going to sign, whether you wanted Jackson, whether you wanted Gilmore. If you chose Gilmore, then you should have said, I'm pa- we're paying Gilmore. That's it, paying him. If you choose Jackson, you say, okay, we're paying Jackson, that's it. Well, if you're paying Jackson, you trade Gilmore. If you're paying Gilmore... Maybe you want to let Jackson kind of ride out and then, you know, let him go and you can get a compensation from whatever. Fine. I get it. Fine. No problem with that. You knew Gilmore wasn't playing on his deal this year. So you couldn't let him go 
to the end of this year and then just let him walk in free agency. You couldn't do that. You had to give him money in order for him to play this year. And they didn't do that. And and my argument is that is very simple. Before the draft, you had no cap space. You signed all those guys before the draft. You knew you had no money. You knew you couldn't give him any money. And still, you were still negotiating with him. And now, if you're in a situation where you said, oh, well, we're going to choose Gilmore over Jackson. Well, what the hell? Now you change your mind and give up Gilmore for nothing? And you're going to let Jackson walk too? And maybe you chose J.C. Jackson, but if you had chose J.C. Jackson, wouldn't you have known that before this year? And so, like, now I'm in this situation where it's like you completely botched it. Where And again, and I'll just reiterate it again. Let's just say, let's play it out. Carolina does not re-sign Stephon Gilmore to let him walk. They're going to get a better compensatory pick back than the pick they traded for Stephon Gilmore. They're going to have traded up in the draft. They will move up in the draft. To rent Gilmore for a year, and that I have a quick disgusting question: disgusting mismanagement. I yes. don't think you get a comp pick if he doesn't play a certain amount of games. Like it, it's got to be like ten games or something. I don't think he's going to meet the threshold to get a comp pick. Or if he does, it's going to be like he comes back and plays every single game and plays Maybe. really well. You know what I'm saying? Like if he comes in, he plays eight games and has one pick. You don't just get a comp pick because his name's Stephon Gilmore. That's not well, how it works. Like, but depending it's based on, on numbers. Depending on the draft. It's depending on the on the value of the of no, the comp. Right. Someone goes out and gives them big money, you're getting you're getting you're a right. comp pick back. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're right. And I mean I think the, the biggest thing for me with the whole situation, and, and I wrote kind of a similar piece, Pat, but I just think they, they knew this situation was gonna eventually happen, right? Where you had two guys up at the same time. You obviously want to keep the homegrown guy, the cheaper player. Um, in Jackson, somebody that, you know, like I said, is, is much younger. He's 25 right now. Um, the issue with me was, like I said, they sat on their hands for, for two years, right? I mean, he's been moaning about money for two years and they bumped money up. Right. And, you know, Belichick's classic for when you sign the contract, don't come at me for more. Right. Um, and I think that was the biggest thing where they eventually knew this was going to happen. Um, there was reports last year at the trade, like they should have traded him last year at the deadline. And I know COVID had a little bit to do probably to do with it. Right. You had to, you know, I'm, I'm helping them out here and, and making uh, an excuse for them when there really isn't any, but I think that was the biggest thing. Trade him then. I think, I think it would have been a really good thing for them. If they put the second round tender on JC Jackson and someone matched it, because yeah. then you get a second round pick for him. And now you have to pay, like, there's no more decision to make. You got to pay that guy because you're not going to have a corner. Instead, no one matched. So you've got both guys. You end up having to ship Gilmore out because you ran out of time. You you kept pushing it back. Like I mentioned earlier, you push it back, push it back, push it back. Runs out of time. You got to ship him out. And now, like we talked about with Ryan, like, you want to throw $90 million at JC Jackson? Do you want to not have a number one corner? Those are your two options. And those right. are two really, really bad options for the Patriots because as much money as they spent this year, they're not going to have enough next year to really to to do everything that they would need to do, right? So and, and what's he going to? They got caught. I mean, I, do you think he's ninety? I mean, if he hits the market, what's he getting? If he hits the market, he's a ninety 16, million. 17 guy. a year, right? Yeah. So and what's and the, you don't the, want to tag him because I think that's probably around that number too. It's like yeah. $20 um, million or something. And he switched no, agents three times. Shout out Chris Mason. I was talking to him after the game and he noted it. He's had three different agents in three years. Yep. Uh, he was with Rosenhaus, which when you looked at that, you were like, okay, that's a good thing because they do business very well here. 
Um, and he fired him after the, before this season. I don't know who his new agent is, but I'm pretty sure he has three agents in three years. That's something to keep in mind. Um, he has all the cards now, right? You, you traded Gilmore. You didn't pay him. You have no corners. Your, your secondary is thin now. You have to pay him, right? I mean, and he screams if he hits the market. I love the player. I think I love his attitude. He's another guy where he's like a silent killer. You don't hear him much. He's very soft-spoken, and he lets his play do the talking. If he hits the market, I, he screams to me. He's the highest bidding guy. Like I'm going to the highest bidder. Absolutely, Jets. You know, there's no, yeah. There's no hometown discount for J.C. Jackson. He he said it, not in as many words, but he basically said it at the beginning of the year when they talked about money. He said, "I'm not worried about money right now, but when my time comes, I'll cash in." Like he was like, "When my when it's time to worry about money, I'm taking every dime that I can get." Right. You know, so, and that's no fewer words. So, by the way, the project the projected franchise tag next 15? year 174 cuz right now it's 15 174 is quite a bit if and they want to use it like they did like like use it to protect him and work something out great but I don't want a Joe Tooney situation well and that's the other part of it and the other thing too is that like now you're in a situation where Hey, maybe you do want a Joe Tooney situation because you'll just find a really good cornerback like well, Mike Unwenu. Like you'll just find true. his replacement yeah. from the the scrap heap. Like that. No, and that's but but do you even have the cap to do that? Like, do you even have the cap to to give him seventeen million dollars? I don't know if you do in guaranteed money because you know you're not talking about you know oh we can we can push the cap down the road. You can't do that if it's a if it's a franchise tag. So, yep. lot of lot of issues there. I just think that you know they completely botched this whole situation and now. You're right. We're sitting here saying, "Well, what are you going to do? Like Jalen Mills is going to be your number one corner next year? Like what the hell is going on? You know?" So like, you almost don't have a choice but to but to resign JC Jackson. And so it's like, you know, I don't know. It's yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the hell they're going to do. But I I still think anyone who is supporting that trade still I, I think is just is crazy. Is is is, is there anybody? Because I don't at, know if I've seen anybody again. Tommy Karn, Tommy Karn on his podcast with. Good friend of the show, our buddy Phil Perry. We're talking about it was the right move, and, and like, well, the right move to trade, to trade him, him, but not right. the timing. And right, exactly. I mean, like right. they're lucky they got anything from him. The guy hadn't played in a year, coming yeah. off a torn quad at thirty-one in a contract year. They're lucky but they, they literally got they might they might as well not have gotten anything for him. Like they might as well not have gotten anything for him if it's a six-round pick in twenty twenty-three. I mean, like really, it's just foolish. and and. They like they didn't save any money by trading him either. Like they got right. what was it fifth or sixth round pick? I I've we got a sixth round pick in twenty twenty three. So if you just cut him, like what's the difference? Right. <laughs> if, if you just yeah. go ahead and cut him, like with the sixth round pick, I know they hit lottery tickets all the time, but like why didn't you just cut the guy and let him get his contract now? Because the and, difference is, the difference is, is that they sent him to Carolina. So instead of him know where going to be. Kansas yeah. City or something like that, he's in Carolina, which is absolutely where he would have ended up. Hundred percent. Kansas City would have thrown a bunch of money at him. Yep. Yep. Hundred percent. Or or Tampa. I mean, that's well, right. And that's right. and that's kind of the deal. Is like we're trading him to Carolina because Carolina stinks, and he's going to go to Carolina for a year, and then it'll be thirty-two, and then who knows what's going to happen after that, right? So. And that might have been a goodwill thing too, because you. I've never seen yeah. that guy smile so much than in the pictures where he showed up to Carolina, like hometown. Yeah, feels like all right. Listen, I didn't pay a. I'll let you go to Carolina. Like that's where right. you're gonna. But that's yeah. a good point. But there's there's other moves that can be made that can kind of get that out, and I think it starts with J like J.C. Jackson. An extension's not happening. It's not going to be an extension. It's going to be he'll hit the open market, and then you'll see. But I think they'll have a chance. 
whoever his agent is is going to come back and they're going to be like, this is the number. Match it or we're gone. Right. And I I would be shocked if they didn't give New England a chance to match. Right. Unless someone came in with a stupid offer and was like, listen, you know, it's either you, got, either you, you take the deal. Minutes, yeah. You take the deal now or you leave. You know what I mean? So, but we'll see. I mean, we'll see what happens, you know. He's going to look terrible in, like, Vikings purple. Oh, Christ. But uh, one other guy I wanted, I wanted to just give a quick shout-out to, Hunter Henry. Touchdown in four straight games. The longest such streak for the Patriots since 2017. With who? 2013, no? Gronk. Nope. Edelman. Oh, it's a, a non-tight end? Yes, non-tight James end. James White. Nope. Is, is it Cordero Patterson? Nope. Go oh, ahead. receiving, uh, t- receiving touchdown. The, what's his buddy in uh in Houston, Brandon Cooks? Nope. Amendola. Chris nope. Hogan. Chris Hogan. Oh, there it is. <laughs> Who just retired? Congrats on a great career. Yes. Yes. A lot. What a, Chris Hogan. He should have I mean, just. My he should have hung it up a year ago. But yeah, yeah no, it's not good. I mean, listen, he you know he had his he had his time in the uh two, in two the lacrosse league and everything. So something like that. But I you know I think offensively I really do I really do believe that offensively, um. They can they can play with these guys. Um, I really do, I really do. Yep. So, but you know, but we'll see. So that's do, that's what I you, think is offensively they can do it. You know what I mean? And you talked about it before this, and not to move you on. I don't know if you were getting into anything else. I wanted nope. to talk trade deadline and possible targets yes. and yes. guys to get away. You said They're it earlier. Not doing but a like, thing. I'm just I'm gonna be a Debbie Downer. They're not gonna do a thing. No, no, no. They're not. You're right. I've got I've got names and they're all special teamers. They're all like six foot. (laughs) Maybe not Justin Bethel. No, it's gonna be like McClellan, Albert McClellan or a Nicholas Grigsby type. They just signed Calvin Munson, who stinks. Terrible (laughs) linebacker, great special teamer. Like they're gonna do something like that, which is what I wanted to talk about. But there's also the option. I think the only move that they would be willing to make is at running back. And Marlon Mack's been floated out a million times, and I don't know if they're going to make a move. But Indy's in a spot where they're running out of options. Yeah. He's, now he's and, and there's another guy I have in my mind. I want to see if you guys can guess who it is. But Marlon Mack, they're like Indy's running out of options because he's he's a DNP guy right now. Like they're they're just not playing him. He's yeah. not getting the ball. So why not get something for him right now? And it doesn't have to be something big like a fifth or sixth I mean, round pick. So Mark Ingram eight? went today back home, but I would have loved a guy like that. Uh, yep. you know, 10 to 12 touches. A guy that you guy can run can... into the ground, too. Yeah. You don't have and, to worry yeah. about the you injuries. Damian Harris has been awesome, right? I think he's been their best player the last three weeks. Yep. Um, and, and certainly putting them in position to score points, and he's holding on to the ball, knock on wood. Um, but that's, a, I, I mean, until proven otherwise, uh, can you run him into the ground, right? He's str- He's coming off the game. He's coming off the field at least once a game, right? Limping. Yep. Or something stinging, and it's not his fault, right? He's taking a beating. He's touching. He, had, I think he of the last three weeks, he's like third in touches behind Kamara and and Derrick Henry. Yeah. Like they're just they're running him into the ground, and and it's it's working. But can that can that hold up? I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, I don't think you want to. Is the point like this? Right. This guy's in year three. You've got another year with him next year, plus potential. This is a potential long term option at running back, which you've never had. I don't know if they care about having one, but like Legarrette Blunt's been the longest term guy that they've had. And they had him for like four years, but with a something cut in the middle. It would be very nice for them if they could just have their guy. You know, like this is our guy. He's going to be here for the next few years. But you got to take care of those guys because the way they use their running backs, they run them into the ground and they ship them out. They get rid of them. They don't, they don't really care. 
I don't think Harris is a guy you want to do that with. Well, I think I think the thing with Harris, and and they have used him a lot for sure. But like you saw in the Dallas game, where it was like, oh, it was a Harris drive, then it was a Ramondre drive, then it was a Harris drive, then it was yeah. Ramondre. like Houston. I too. like, and he, they did the same thing Houston, right? And they did they did a similar thing last week with JJ Taylor, not quite as much. Brandon Bolden's on the field a lot when they were passing, but like I just think that you know they like to run the ball, they want to run the ball, so you want to. You know, you want to run the ball a lot. You're going to, you know, he's going to get a lot of carries because they want to run the ball, right? And so um, having another guy in there. By the way, is the guy you're thinking of Ronald Jones? Probably not. But What, to trade for? No, it's a defensive guy. We'll talk about that after. Oh, I thought you were talking about another running back. Okay, no. no. Um, but, you know, but but it's. Ronald Jones, get out of here with that. I mean, I, listen, Fuller. Tampa doesn't want him. It is um, Kyle Fuller. How did you oh, know Of course that? it's Kyle Fuller. It. Kyle Fuller would be amazing, dude. If they could get Kyle dude, Fuller, are you kidding me? He's a DNP. They've they've had him active and not playing for two straight weeks. That's crazy. Uh, Patriots and should, they just Patriots signed him to a be, nine $9 million contract. Yeah, they should be like on the phone money. right now with them. Yes. Because that also gives you leverage in this whole J.C. Jackson situation. You and have you can, now a guy that can play. He's not great, go, but he's a guy that can play. You can go play. half and half with Denver. I guarantee you Denver takes on half Is he that. a man guy, though? I mean, the, you know they love their corners that can play man. He's, I think he's a man guy. Like, and he's, he's an outside corner too. He's an outside guy, but he's he's really good in short area. Like, he's getting beat deep a couple times, but he's so good short area, like down at the goal line. Like, that's where he's really good. And I, I think he's a perfect fit. You pay four million bucks, probably less, probably like three million bucks for that guy for the rest of the year. That's a no brainer. Yeah, three three million bucks in a fifth round pick. I'll and let's hope they in. let's hope they do it, but that's that's one of those that's like an Akeem to lead type trade where it's like exactly. not happy with the team and you're like you know what we need it we need a guy we need a we need a friggin' body out there and like it looks like Sean Wade might be back this week or like in the next few weeks. But they they're just, they're hitting that territory where it's like we don't care who it is it's a body so you might as well get correct. a good one like yes. Devonte Bosby I do like him I I think that's interesting but he's not he's not going to be here very long he'll probably be right. here for two or three weeks. Brian right. Poole is an inside corner, and that's all he does. Like he he's Adrian Phillips, but not as good, and yeah. a corner instead of a safety, if that makes any sense. So it's like, no, yeah, yeah, you're running in circles with these guys, and what they're doing is they're filling up spots on the practice squad and the roster. But eventually, you're gonna want a guy who's gonna stay here for more than two or three weeks stretches instead of because like if if a Poole or a Bosby gets hurt, you're out, you're done. We're gonna right. we're gonna replace you. That's right. you know what I'm saying. So it, it no, would be nice need... for them to get a real cornerback. It would be, and again, because you don't have any on the roster, and you have Jalen Mills, fine. But Jalen Mills is not. You do not want Jalen Mills. Jalen Mills, Mills is your slot corner if you corner. get Kyle Fuller. Correct. Correct. So and he everything slots falls down. into place. Correct, and that's the big thing. And it, you know, and listen, we talked about it. You know, you, you we went back and forth about this on Twitter, but like, I was a, I was always a huge Jawan Bentley guy, and last year yep. was awful. He was awful last year, but he was awful last year because he was playing in in the high tower role. Now high tower comes back. All of a sudden, he, and he's in his role, and he looks a million times better because he's playing his role. And right you know now, Jalen Mills stinks, but even, because he's playing outside corner. Even after the year of learning that high tower role, like he's he's setting everybody up in the front seven. Yeah, Bentley. he is. High tower's yeah. not doing it anymore. High tower right. is what do I do, boss? Like you let me know what I'm doing because yeah. you've seen it three straight weeks now, where McCordy's got the green dot, but Bentley's the guy getting everybody into position yeah. in the front seven. So. Maybe guy. maybe a year will help Jalen Mills, but I definitely don't think it's that outside corner because he's he just doesn't have the skill set to do it. Right. It's not he doesn't know what to do. He does he cannot do it. So you slot that guy down to where he should be, 
get another guy in that position, buy yourself a little more time, which we know they love to do. I think it's a no-brainer that they should at least pick up the phone. We're going to talk this in, and then someone's going to – Kyle Fuller is going to go to, like, Indianapolis for, like, a for like a fifth-round pick next year, and we're going to be beating our heads against the wall like, you yeah. son of a and, – and, like, that's what's going to happen. And you're, Spags is right. Either going to do nothing or they're going to trade for some, like, you know, special, special teams teamer. guy. Yeah. And we're like, God damn it. Like, you know, because we got our hopes when, up. When you finally get rid of one of the special teams guys that you signed, what do you do? Go get another one instead of filling in one of the many well, needs you have. On and you know team. what? Like, at this point – like why not? Why not move a guy? And and trading guys in season doesn't usually happen. But like why not move a guy like Chase Winovich? Like I know Winovich is on IR now. I don't know if you can trade a guy on IR, but like he's a guy that was playing. He was playing more special team stats Dude, than he's defensive. He's a special stats. teamer now. Like that's what he is. And that's just special that's team not, rusher. Right. And and like that's not what you need. And but someone might look at him and say, you know what? We could use another guy that can get after the passer or whatever. So like I don't know. Uh, we'll see. You know what? Speaking of gonna... speaking of rushing guys. Josh Uche, just for a second. I have not been impressed with Josh Uche. I really expected a lot more from him, and he's getting swallowed up by tackles. He doesn't have that explosiveness. I haven't seen it from him. I haven't seen it. A little bit. I mean, he's not getting on the field consistently, too. That's Uh, the thing. I think he's a little undersized for what they like in their edge, and I think it's crowded in that linebacker room because I don't think he can play in the middle. I was just about to say, I think what I would love doing to see him they're... in the Van Noy role because I don't think he's been that good either. You know, like play him off exactly ball a little bit. They're fa- I think they're phasing him out of what he came into the league as, which was like he was in, he was doing the same thing Chase Winovich usually does. But if they want long term success and to get the most out of him, it's in a Kyle Van Noy role where he can play off ball a little bit, he can move around in space. He's a really good athlete, so let him be an athlete, not go one on one with a three hundred and eighty pound tackle. Like I. I, th- I do think that they're trying to phase him in, but you know the Patriots, like, if you can't do everything we need you to do, then you're not going to play. And then that's where he's gotten caught. He's he's just not good enough against the run quite yet. I think he can get there, but right now he's not good enough. Right. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So, anyways. Back to Winovich, just, just yes. last thing on Winovich. He, he is never going to succeed in New England if they keep – having him do what he's doing like special team or edge right it's just it's never going to work out so another situation get rid of him try to get what you can get for whatever value he still has left even though you've completely tanked his value from his rookie year it's dropped right. exponentially right and that's that's really unfortunately that's that's kind of the situation that we're in because it's just one of those yeah. It's one of those crappy situations where it's like, I love Winovich. I have Winovich jersey. Like I, you know, I I was expecting big things out of him and he just can't, he can't play the run. He can't do it. Cannot play the run. And so they're like, well, we don't care about you. Like we just, see you later. Get out of here. You know? And so uh, you just got to kind of cut your losses. I think at least at this point. So plus I got to buy a new jersey anyways. Christian Barmore for the win. I, I got to gotta buy a Barmore jersey. So uh, anyways. Sean so, Wade, baby. Got to get a Sean Wade jersey. Hey, man. Sean Wade. I like that one. I don't know about that, though. I'm a little early on that. Sean Wade there. So Trade the jersey. <laughs> Trade the jersey. Dark blue gold. Trade it yeah. to that guy from Houston. You'll get like a nice Davis. See? There you go. Davis Mills. I'd be okay. Oh, no. No. So, all right. Uh, I think that's it. Do we have anything else? Anything else you want to chat about before, uh, nope. before we move on? Okay. I'm, All right, cool. Ooh, out. Myers. Look at look at Team Crazy Matt over here with a Myers jersey and a Judon, Judon. jersey. Number nine. That's get the red sleeves. Too. Oh, let's 
If you wear a judo jersey, you gotta wear red sleeves every day. Don't Dude, you? we gotta. I gotta get a license or something to make t-shirts because we'll make millions off those t-shirts. And if, and no if one he, take the idea. By the way, it, uh, this is private. No one else is gonna listen. Um, if if he mute the mics brings in Donovan Mitchell, like to Boston. I mean, oh, yeah. him and Mitchell got a little thing going on on Twitter. He's a red sleeve guy. You know, the so, they gotta get so I'm him saying, in, in bring Boston. him to Boston. Oh, we love it here. This and that. You know, like you don't send him a uh, jersey the other day too. Signed. Yeah, love it, love it. Yep, bring him in. Come on, buddy. We need you. So, anyways, all right. So we're gonna get into uh, we're gonna get into five minute fantasy. We're gonna bring on a guy. Uh, we're gonna bring on a guy. Matt Renshaw. I had to ask for his. I had to ask for his first name because I call him Renshaw on the uh, <laughs> on the tweet machine. Uh, but Matt Renshaw, Matt is uh, – we'll pull him up here. Matt is uh, a co-host of the Dynasty Dads podcast. Him and I are in a uh, are in an Avengers group chat <laughs> online. So you know you know how that's – how that stuff Spags has so. tuned it out already. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, so Matt, the way this works, and I, I explained it to you already, but those of you that haven't listened to this already, I am literally going to put five minutes on the clock, and Matt is going to be able to talk about anything fantasy he wants to chat about. Uh, if we have some questions for him, if the chat has any questions for him as well, I'm first question. Um, and so I guess we'll give Keegan the first question. So I'm going to start. I'm going to start the, the the timer after the after the first question. Got it. Uh, we'll we'll get a full five minutes, and then we'll chat with you for a few minutes afterwards. Sounds good. All right, Keegan, you're up. Go. All right. So I drafted Kyle Pitts in the fourth round of my dynasty league this year. Good, Hard bad, up. or ugly? That's amazing. Is it a tight end premium league? I, I don't know what that means. I'm a terrible. It, it is not. I, I'm <laughs> not, the commissioner oh, okay. of that league. It is not a tight end. Promotion. Okay, that's a. Is it a two tight end league? It is not. Yes. No. Well, we've got a super flex and a flex, so well, it's like it's basically it. Well, yeah, it's basically but... it's basically a two tight end league. Those flex positions can pre- can play anything. But in- fourth round pick for Kyle Pitts, not bad. It's not bad. No, it's not bad at all. I mean, I think he scored uh, like forty points last week. The guy's yeah. Kelsey Kelsey probably went ahead of him. Maybe yes. Waller. Yeah. Kelsey Waller and Kittle. Kittle. Yeah, yeah, it it's not bad. Uh, he's he's probably a f- second round pick in uh, tight end premium bonus points for your tight ends or yes. two tight end leagues or where you got to start too. So yes. yeah, I mean, I think everybody saw that coming. There was there's a lot of people online that that love it. I invented Kyle Pitts. People, people they, they don't want to tell you. Spags knows. Go. I got uh I got Devonte Adams out and Antonio Brown out with a bench Oof. of Jacoby Myers, Jalen Waddle. Um, and I'm starting Robert Woods. He's my one this week, okay. I guess. So, uh, do you feel comfortable in Waddle and Myers for for kind of plug and plays? Yeah, if you you know, I do a segment on the Dynasty Dads um, called Renshaw's Renegades, where we look at guys that are owned in 50 percent or less leagues on on one of our host sites. One guy that uh, that I highlighted this week, Dante Pettis, kind of a throwback name. Last two weeks, uh, five receptions. He's got 16 targets. Looks like the Giants wide receiver room's kind of banged up. He's probably out there if you're desperate, if you've got an extra kicker or defense or somebody you can drop. He's a guy that I like this week as a plug and play. That's a good one. I like that. Uh, Dark Blue Gold asked about Julio Jones. What ever going to see anything from him this year? You know, I, I think so. I think he'll be okay. Uh, it's a hamstring. You know, at the older you get, things start to hurt a little bit. They take a little bit longer to recover. Uh, I think he'll be fine. I think he'll finish in the wide receiver two. Low end wide receiver two, high end wide receiver three, area range, whatever you want to call it. So I'm I'm not I'm not looking to sell him yet. 
Khalil right. Herbert is he a, is he a play at running back too? I got Josh Jacobs on by with with James Robinson. Yeah, Herbert run. Herbert should be good. Is Matt Nagy still there? Or is he fired yet? <laughs> hey, he he had a he had a hundred yards in that Tampa today. D. Is yeah. uh, I don't know if Tariq Cohen's back. I don't think David Montgomery's back. That's a, no that's Montgomery's a not back for probably two or three more weeks. Herbert's Herbert's a good solid play. Yeah, did he take that job from Williams? Seems like he took that job from Williams, doesn't it? Probably. Yeah, he had I six mean, touches last week. Yeah, and it's he's coming back from an injury. He's young, they, fresh legs. I like yeah. him. I know so, Williams came off of COVID, the COVID list, like Saturday, yeah. so that might have had something to do with it. But it seems like Herbert did obviously did well. So yeah, absolutely. So I literally don't have a quarterback this week. Russell Wilson's finger exploded, and Derek Carr's on a bye. Okay, what do I do? <laughs> I'm nervous. <laughs> uh, who's you got? Any, you got any names? Anybody available? Uh, Daniel Jones is on the trading block. So there's so right. here's Matt Jones. This one, Cousins, Wentz, Bridgewater, any uh, guys like that. Now it's a dynasty Cousins. league. So like this is the dynasty, but it's also super flex. So Keegan, there's nothing available. Oh yeah, there's probably not much. Because uh, it, super flex. But. Mike White. Yeah, Mike White fan. He's starting for the Jets. It's not a bad idea. Well, I, I like I need one just to get me po- like points. Yeah, because like, you literally will. You don't even have you don't even have don't the have quarterback. Any. Forget about the super. Went, you don't even have the quarterback. I went two quarterbacks. I thought I was gonna be smarter than everybody else. I grabbed Davis Mills, who's on my my IR right now. Yeah, unfortunately, so that's a no go. Yeah, I thought I was gonna be smarter than everybody else, and then but I'm not. You can so. always grab uh, Drew Locke and hope that the Broncos bench Teddy. Oh, see again. It's it's, I might it's start Jacoby Myers. You, I mean, how, it depends on how desperate you are, but that's an option for you. And how Joe about Myers Green throws the ball like once a game? So how about how about how about Green Bay? Uh, Bobby oh, Tanyan, Cobb, Cobb, like Amari Rogers. Are we going to see like so? I, Rogers is going to throw to someone, right? Who is he going to throw to? Beneficiary is Aaron Jones. Like uh, that's that's Chandler's back this week too. MBS. Yeah, MBS oh, yeah. is back. Yeah, I think uh, on on. So one of the gambling websites, uh, they ranked it Cobb, Cobb, Tanyan, and then MVS as your top guys that are probably going to score. I think it's good for Tanyan. Scored a touchdown last week, kind of getting back in the in the flow of things with with the offense, especially with no real uh, – no real. I mean, St. Brown to me is garbage, so he's not even anybody that I'm, I'm real worried about taking any targets or anything there. So now he'll score a touchdown because I said that. I know. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, are you all back in on Jerry Judy or is it a wait and see for you? It's tough. Uh, you know, you probably in a redraft league, you could probably afford to sit him on your bench for a week and wait. Um, but there, there are people like we talked about Saquon Barkley as an example, Monday night game. Yep. Do do you, do you put him in your lineup and he may oh, not play? That's the, there's the, there's the five minute. I would wait on Judy. Okay. Wait on Judy. Barkley, Saquon, finish the thought. Play him or no? On, it really depends on what you're doing. So, like, I'm in a league where I'm playing against a guy. I've got a stronger team. He's going to need a high output from Barkley rather than, like, a six point from from somebody on your bench. So, so he's going to play Saquon yeah, for the yeah, for the. It, it really depends on your on your stuff. Makes I, sense. Me, if I had a strong team, I wouldn't. I'd, I'd put him on the bench and take six points from a guy that you know is going to put up something. All right. Got it. Love it. All right, Matt. Uh, plug yourself, please. Tell us where uh, where people can Yeah, so I'm on you, Twitter. You, hear you. I'm in an Avengers Marvel chat. Yep. <laughs> um, you find me on Twitter at Renshaw Fantasy um, at the Dynasty Dads podcast. Uh, we're, we're sponsored by DynastyTradeCalculator.com. Stop guessing. Start calculating. I appreciate it coming on, guys. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Thanks so much Thanks, for having man. us. I, I appreciate it. Uh, thanks for coming on with us. It, listen, it's funny because we've gone back and forth so many times about yeah. like 
different Avengers theories and stuff. By the way, starting a club at my school on Monday. Sweet. The Marvelous Marvel Club. Nice. Kids are going to come in. We're going to talk about theories. We're going to watch movies and shows. It's going to be awesome. going to be great. You can do timeline order or release Surrounded order? by nerds. Of course, timeline order. Yeah, of course. Good. So, <laughs> surrounded by nerds. It's going to be amazing. So That's awesome. Uh, those are my people. Those are my people. That's you know right. what I mean? And you can do that in a school. That's it. Exactly. And then it's like the kids get, you know, it's the whole thing. The kids like meet other kids and they're like, oh, yeah, right. it's great. You know, yeah. so. So, yeah. So, it'll be fun. Cool. So, but anyways, thank you so much for coming through. We pr- really appreciate it. And, uh, and yes, you know, best of luck to you this, uh, this upcoming week and, and the rest of the, the rest of the fantasy year. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, Matt. See ya. All right. That's it. Look at that. <laughs> Nerd Magnet Club. That's right. Spags is the dude Club. that like bullied those kids as they were I, going in to watch yeah. the movies. No, He's like, get out of like, here. Get out of here. Against the locker. Come on. I'm a good guy. Spags is a good guy. He's the guy that, that would be that silently judges them. He doesn't yeah. he doesn't say anything. He's Husky just like, players, oh, yeah. known good guys. None of them have ever bullied anybody. So I'm a coward. You call me a coward. Oh, yeah. That's it. Yeah. I'm kidding. Oh man. Well, anyways, that was it. That was a fun show. That was a fun show. So uh big test. Big test weekend. I, I'm gonna tell you right now, I don't know how much of the game I'm gonna be able to see. Uh, I'm gonna tape it because as uh, as any dads out there or moms that are listening or, or even perhaps uncles and aunts out there that are listening, uh, it is Halloween on Sunday and it's a four o'clock game right in the middle of prime trick or treat time. Uh, you know, it's a little bit later, obviously, maybe like five or six, but that's right in the middle of the game. So uh, I will be taping the game and hopefully watching as much as I can, but I probably won't be live tweeting as much as as I'd like to be. So uh, but, you know, what are you going to do? You got to do what you got to do. Right. So. Um, but I'm pretty excited. My kids are, let's see, Johnny's going as Miles Morales, which he's pumped pretty about. Uh, it's a good one. It's like a good one. A whole mask and everything else like that. Nora is going as Hermione, uh, which she's pumped about. My, That's easy. My, That's good for you guys. That's in, get a rope. Dude, Throw a rope. My, uh, my sister-in-law, shout out to my sister-in-law, like legit, like went to, went to the Goodwill store and like bought oh, a yeah. few things and is stitching on a patch, a Gryffindor patch. It's pretty cool. And then my middle child is we found we found the perfect costume of all time for her. It is a half angel, half devil. It's literally a dress that is split in half, half white, half red, and it's like an angel devil. So it's